when I was four or five, can't remember, but I was in that house. I remember that house when I was four or five. Um, I, I, I didn't know the concept of relativity. I did not understand that people can like different things. To me, my world was very concrete. So um, I went up to my brother and I asked him, what's nicer, blue or pink? And he said, blue. And I said, no, what's wrong with you? That's wrong. And he said, well, blue is nicer. And I was devastated. I really, really was. And then I walked up to my dad, who was shirtless, because in Malaysia, all the men are shirtless because it's very hot. <laughs> so he was sitting there with his tummy, and he was reading a newspaper. So all I saw, in my memory, I remember newspaper tummy. And I went up to dad, and I said, dad, what's nicer, blue or pink? And he said, blue. And I was just how can this be happening? Everything I believe to be true is not true anymore. <laughs> I was so devastated. And at that, at that point, I believe, I believed that if I punched someone with all my might, they would die. I really, really believe that. So I punched my dad with all my might. I punched his stomach. But he didn't die. Not only did he not die, he didn't even flinch. <laughs> my world, I, I was wrecked. I went into my room, that's why I need counseling. Went into my room and I cried myself to sleep. Not the kind of story we want to tell on Father's Day. My husband is still deeply shocked that I tried to kill my father. <laughs> I was four or five. I didn't really know what killing someone meant, okay? But uh, my dad is amazing. Now, I'm going to talk about fathers because it's Father's Day, and I know that sitting here, not everyone have the same experience, and often the easier thing to do is to shut down and um, skip the message wait for the music. You know, opposite to what Renee was saying, skip the, skip the message, it's too hard. But can I ask you to just pack your bad experiences aside and listen tonight and see what God wants to say to you, okay? Can I ask you to do that? If you're watching online, you're, in, you're here in person, just pack any bad experiences you've had and just try and listen with an open heart and an open mind. My father, is very, 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 very doting. He is smart, he's steadfast, he's kind, he's faithful, he's wise, fun, funny, incredibly generous, not just to me, but to everyone else. When I was a teenager, I was very wretched and ungrateful. And in Malaysia, um, eateries open till like past midnight, two, three o'clock, and it's very common. And um, we'll just go out and eat. And um, so I would wake him up at midnight very often. I'd knock on his door, Dad, I'm hungry. And then he'd wake up, put on a shirt, get the car keys, wallet, and he would drive, take me to an eatery, and then I'd order a big plate of noodles, and then I'd eat that. That's what we do in Malaysia <laughs> at 
midnight <laughs> because it helps us sleep. So I ate that and then I'll go home and that's it. And I would do that many times a week. And he never complained. My dad's just incredibly doting and I, I'm just daddy's girl. He's not perfect. Every time I tell him, dad, you're so good. You're, he's like, oh, you know, I'm not perfect. I know. But I'm daddy's girl and I love him. And um, I remember as a child worrying that I would grow up and not marry someone as good as my dad. But I did. <laughs> God is so good. I did. My husband, Tim, is kind, patient, thoughtful, faithful, loves playing with the kids. Yes. That means I don't have to. Um, <laughs> constantly planning what to buy for them for their birthdays. Sometimes, because I'm so busy planning the party, I forget the present. And then I realize it's coming in the mail because he's already bought them online. And Tim would do these kind of things. Can we take a look? Um, so this was book week, and Matthew was in kinder or prep. So he would make costumes like that out of cardboard. Next one. And that, it's amazing. Like, he just planned this. He would print out the templates. He would cut the cardboard. He'd sit there with the hot glue gun. And it's just amazing, amazing father. And I just want to take this opportunity to honor my dad and to honor Tim for being amazing fathers. Um, we have been blessed, Tim and I have been blessed with three beautiful children through adoption. So let's take a look at this picture. This was the first day we met all our children. So the first day we met our little Matthew when he was born, and then the first day we met Sandra when she was three days old, and then the first day we met Angel when she was nine months old. And I remember looking at my children, looking at these babies and going, and, and with, well, not so much with, uh, maybe with Matthew, but particularly with the girls, you know, I kind of just asked them, are you ready to come home? Are you ready to come home? And we took them home. We adopted them into our family. We gave them our family, well, my husband's family name, my family name. And then we just wrap ourselves around their little fingers and then they just move it. And then we are puppets for life. <laughs> And we'll give them anything they, they want sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Right, so, um, but they are our children. We've adopted them. And now I want to talk about our Heavenly Father. Let's look at this Bible verse that's very familiar because we read it just a few minutes ago. Renee and I did not plan this together. So I think God wants to say something to you guys, all right? So it says, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. A little bit like how we adopted our children, God adopted us into his family. We paid an adoption fee, you know, legal fees and medical fees and all that, get all that sorted and get them into our family. And the price that God paid was his son who died for us. He paid that and adopted us into his family. Out of this verse, there are three things I want to draw. One, we are set free from fear. 
fear from God's judgment. The first part says, you have not received a spirit that make you fearful slaves. Romans 8 talks about um, uh, our sin, uh, us being set free from our sin, and we are no longer condemned because we belong to Jesus. In and through Jesus, we no longer fear God in an unhealthy way. So that's what Romans 8 is talking about, that you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Fearful of what? Of God's judgment. You no longer need to be fearful of God's judgment. My kids don't sit around worrying that I judge them. Sometimes I wish they would worry more about me judging them, but they don't. They, they go around doing all their things, you know, and I'm like, just stop that. But I love them more than I judge them. And we love to tease them. And now that we've got a teenage son and he's the kids on our street are always at our house playing and I love doing a little dance jiggy in the kitchen, singing loudly. Yeah, just little things. It's really fun. <laughs> but my kids don't have to fear that judgment. It's the same with us. Now, it's easy for me to say because my father's doting. So for me to relate to a heavenly father who dotes on me is easy. But for some of us, that's not the case. Maybe you grew up without a father figure, someone who would watch over you and dote on you and go online and buy presents for you, you know. Um, or maybe your father used to sit there and judge you. Maybe that is your experience. And my prayer for you today is that you would come to God and ask God to heal that narrative. You know what people often do when their life experiences don't match up with God's word? I'll find some other parts of scripture to relate to. Let's not, it, we'll skip that. No, he is your heavenly father. When you pray, you say our father in heaven. That's how God wants it to be. So don't let your bad experiences damage it all. Let God redeem it. Let the Holy Spirit redeem that in you. So ask God to change that. If you have a mindset that wherever you, whatever you're doing, you imagine God to be all frowny and mustachy and beardy and just ready to zap you and... Um, Ask God to change that narrative in you because that is not true. We have, we have not, what does it say? You have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slave. You're not a slave. You don't need to be fearful of, your, of God. And if your father is doting, now just imagine that a million times more. Because my dad's great, Tim's great, but they're not perfect. We know that. All the children know that, <laughs> and the wives know that too. But God is perfect. He is the perfect father. He is a good, good, good father. So don't also let your good experience cap what God is to you, okay? Second part of the script, this verse, it says, instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. So when he adopted you as his own children, he gave you the Holy Spirit. So what does the Holy Spirit do? In another part of Romans, it says, can I have the, uh, no, Romans 5, 5. We don't have it? All right, it's okay. Um, 
Romans 5.5 says, we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. He gave us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When Sandra came home, I made up this um, Chinese song. It goes like this. Baobei is precious baby. Baobei. Mama Hanaini, mommy really loves you. I really have a fantasy that my children could speak Chinese. That's why I did that. It, it didn't work. So, um, so I would sing that over her. Why? I wanted her to know that I love her. If she knows nothing, indeed she didn't know anything. I wanted her to know that I love her. It's the same with God. He adopted you into his family. What did he do? He poured his Holy Spirit into your heart to let you know that he loves you. And again, sometimes our experiences stop that from experiencing God's love as truth. I'm not talking about warm, fuzzy feelings all the time, okay? I'm talking about a deep heart knowledge that God loves me. And again, if that is not your experience, ask for it. Ask him tonight. Ask him to fill your heart with his love, that this knowledge of his love will drop into your heart. And then it will become truth, that you will walk with your head held high, no matter how short you are. And you would walk with confidence, because some people have managed to do that. You walk with confidence because you know and you know and you know that God loves you. When I was working, um, I had a very, very important meeting and I had a cold. So I canceled the meeting and I took the day off. And they were like, what did you do? I was like, God loves me. <laughs> I really believed it. God loves me. He cares about my body, my cold. He wants me to rest. So the person I was meeting was very important, but I don't want to share the love with them too. You know, they don't want the sickness. So no, God loves me, so I'm going to take the day off. All right? Uh, yeah, that's debatable, but that's how I, you know, live out my faith. All right. Um, and thirdly is we call him Abba Father. So like Renee said, it is a very intimate term. Um, that's why they didn't change it. In the translation, they didn't change it to father. They, they kept it as Abba. It's a bit like daddy, or the way my angel would say papa, papa, papa. And um, why? Why did God do this? Why, why does scripture teach us this? Because, like Renee says, God doesn't want us to be this distant child but he wants an intimate relationship with us, a deep relationship with us, where he puts up with all the cringy and the awkward and the warts, and he wants that. He wants us to come close to him. You know, Tim and I, in our life, in our marriage, in our adult life, in my adult life, I've taken a lot of risks. And people often ask me, Why, how come you, like, what gives you the courage to do that. Okay, it sounds really cliche, but actually, really, what gives me the courage to take a lot of risks in my life is first, I think, I'm 41 years old, but I think that 
if something goes wrong, I'm going to go to my dad. <laughs> I'm going to call him. He'll fix it. Uh, I, I really believe it, but um, of, you know, of late, over the last few years, I realized, oh, he can't fix all my problems. What? Um, but I know that God can fix it. I know that I can come to my Abba Father, the perfect heavenly Father who also happens to rule the whole creation. So, yeah, really handy. And God wants us to have that relationship with him. Again, if you don't have that relationship with him, can I encourage you tonight to run into the Father's arms? Amazing that Renee and I, at the closing of our message, has this exact same line, to come into the Father's arms, to run into the Father's arms. Can I pray for you? Lord, I thank you that we have not received a spirit that makes us fearful slaves. Instead, we received God's spirit. We received your spirit when you adopted us as your own children. And now we call you Abba, Father. Lord, I pray for everyone here. I pray, Lord God, that if any one of us have a wrong narrative of you being the judgmental father, that you will begin a journey. You begin the, the uh, you take us on a journey where you will set us free from that wrong narrative. You begin to correct that narrative in us, that you are our loving father, not a judgmental father, that we don't live Yes, we respect you, we honor you, but we don't live in an unhealthy terror when we think of you. Secondly, Lord, I pray that you help everyone here as we receive your Holy Spirit to feel, to know your love deep within our hearts, not just in our minds, just like that lady in Renee's church, that we will just know and love you because your love fills us, every fiber of our being. And Lord, I pray for all of us that we will be able to call you Abba Father truly, that we will run into your arms, that we won't stop at Lord, God, we will move forward and press into that intimate relationship with you, calling you Abba, Father, Papa, Daddy, whatever it is. Holy Spirit, would you do a deep work in our hearts and in return, God, we just want to pour out our worship to you, our Abba, Father, our perfect heavenly Father, our good, good God. And we just want to say we love you. We love you so very much, Lord. Amen.